With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. On a mountain, in a valley, I see only God. In hardship, I see Him by my side. In ease and well-being, I see only God. Like a candle, I melt in her flame. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I see only God. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Playing behind us is Anayos, Be Still Thy Soul, which invites you to remember that the only light you can really light, there's a guarantee 100% perfection of lighting is yours. And then we have to allow others to light their lives. And ideally, they'll do it through example, but we need to be still ourselves. We need to be at peace and ignite our light. Welcome today. On the other line is Brian. Brian? Good morning, Mara. Good morning, everyone. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever He wishes knowing He goes there with us. We will be healed as we let Him teach us to heal. This is such a powerful affirmation because it says in there that at all times we are never alone. At all times you could say we have the closest of friends of brothers of sisters around us. In fact we are all connected and with that connection we can never be separated from as an individual standing on its own with no home you could say and as we begin to recognize this as we begin to recognize our connection with everyone and all of life then we can start to relax and recognize that by allowing people in by sharing ourselves with others that is what life is all about not trying to hold ourselves back but rather joining with being a part of involving ourselves with one another and experiencing the joy of the connection of life. All the greatest things in life are when moments occur where such joy, such happiness, such love is experienced. Whether you see your child accomplishing standing up and walking for the first time or you experience them hitting their first baseball while going to their game seeing your parents doing particular things. It does not matter the situation, but when we see and feel that connection and happiness and that satisfaction, that's what life's all about, sharing in moments and in life together. And as we make that connection within, in our own light, we make that connection with others in their life and we make a deeper, more meaningful connection in every moment. And those special, one-of-a-lifetime moments start happening more and more and more throughout our day, throughout our lives. And we find life to be a meaningful experience in every moment, rather than just a ho-hum, nothing special happening here, majority of experience, and then the occasional, every now and then, meaningful experience. Life is meant to be meaningful in every moment. And we, when we open ourselves up to, the, to life, we find meaning everywhere we turn. 
Absolutely. When we open ourselves up to life, to light, and to now. Brian said that so eloquently, but when and it's all about now, my friends. It it truly is all about now. And and coming to accept that the moment you are in is designed to give you a chance to be your highest self, whatever self that may be in that moment. It could be that you're going to be fulfilling a bargain with someone else where you've agreed to give them a chance to forgive. And so you may not exemplify high what I consider to be God's grandest words, grandest feelings, grandest actions. But in so doing, you may be providing another person an opportunity to remind you of God's grandest words, grandest actions, grandest feelings. And remembering the connection between you and that person. If you think about moments when you've allowed yourself to step out of peace and into the chaos because you needed to be right, that's normally what it's about, needing to be right. I try to keep those moments as short as possible lately, but when you feel yourself stepping out of that moment, let the person who's listening, who has not had at least one incident where someone pulled them back because the person that they were not being their highest self to, let's say they were being their highest self, but they were not exemplifying the grandest feelings, words, and actions. Because we are all always our highest self in the moment we're in. That's a very flexible standard. But those moments when you haven't exemplified God's grandness and the person that you're responding to does. And that moment shifts for you. And you pull yourself back into trying to line yourself up with that person's emotions. That is a true example of the synchronization that Brian is talking about. Because you pull yourself back, and now it's grandest image of God relating to grandest image of God. And it's always a possibility. But as as Brian and I have mentioned so many, many times, it, it is a product of choices, and it's a product of accepting the moment, allowing the moment to be perfect just the way it is. And as I, I suggest, ask yourself, what lessons are there in this for me? And, and going internally to make a personal connection with that word that Brian so aptly Um, uses to describe how he is feeling wonderful. Full of one. And remembering that you are never alone with no one around you, but you are always A-L, new word, one in O-N-E, all one. And my friends that I have encountered throughout my life who who have the greatest difficulty identifying with the strength of who they are, with their divinity, who see that as such a challenge and see it as so contrary to human nature to believe in love above all else, also generally seem to have a character trait of not ever allowing themselves to be alone. Always, always occupied. Never just sitting as one. And I've said to friends at times, you know, being alone is not that bad. But also, being with others is good, too. So it's, it's a balance 
And, and Brian has a real good balance of that in his life. But don't be afraid to be alone, to be all one with God. Today's topic is peace or chaos. Which do you choose? I thought that we could talk a little bit about Don Miguel Reese and the uh, the four agreements, which, by the way, uh, Don Miguel Reese now is kind of moving out of the limelight and his sons are moving in, all processing and, and sending out the same Toltec kind of philosophy. I have not read the other books. I will be frank with you. Perhaps Brian has. I can tell you that The Four Agreements is a wonderful book, but you really don't have to read the whole thing. You can go and I don't know if any of you are like me. I don't know, Brian, if you're like me, but I buy books and then know what's inside them, so I don't buy too many. And, you know, it's like I feel them. But this one, I read the, you know, I just read the slipcover, you know. I read it. I felt it. I knew I wanted it because I wanted to be able to read that cover again. But that's it. I mean, I just, it's like, whoa. And, and there's sometimes I'll read them and I'll know, like, oh, wow, I shouldn't have bought this book or why did I buy this book. And you know, books are funny things. You can't take them back. Maybe you can, but I don't think so. So here are the four agreements. Just open, go to the bookstore, open it up, take out a pad and paper, and save yourself uh, $13 in paperback form. Be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Agreement two. Don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Don't make assumptions is number three. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life by not assuming what other people are thinking. Always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best, and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. And then inside, and, and I think I read about the first agreement, but in the first agreement, before the first agreement, he talks a bit about how each one of us sees a different world through our eyes. No two people identically see the world. And then the idea that we make a personal choice. Each time we decide to engage in chaos because we want to show we are the right thinker, that we have the right definition, the right interpretation, the right idea, the right concept, We've got the right one. You know, whatever it is, we make a personal choice to step out of peace by projecting our view of the world and of the moment onto someone else and expecting them to conform to our view. And so in each of those moments, we are making a choice. Do I want to be right or do I want to be at peace? And Brian and I are here to encourage you to take, obviously there are going to be times, there are big issues that you may need to step out of your peace to pursue, but you can even pursue those big issues in peace. There's no better example of that than Mahatma Gandhi. He did a very peaceful revolution. So you can pursue very, very important topics in a peaceful way. 
you can listen to people and in a peaceful way, in a positive way, ask them to see a slight error, an unloving part of their thinking. If, if they're thinking that something's happening because of a grand conspiracy, generally it's a conspiracy against them or against their group, kind of pull back from that and look, help them to see that there's only really one underlying negative conspiracy, and that is that people don't feel enough. They don't feel loved enough. They don't feel enough to be loved by God. And there's really only one underlying truth that every human being needs to feel and know. That is that they are enough and loved. And so you can take on momentous challenges by being impeccable with your word, by not taking what is being said personally and allowing it to take away your peace, by not making assumptions that generally are negative and generally attached to an assumption of something negative being thought or done about you, and just doing your best in any given moment, knowing that one moment does not forever, ever, ever label your life for all time. There is a chance short of your dying. There is a chance for you to rise up and be your highest self. So once again, peace or chaos, which do you choose? Brian, I'm going to pass the baton to you on that. That is such... That is the question, the fundamental question that we need to ask in every moment. Simply put, which do you choose? Peace or chaos? Love or fear? And sometimes the loving thing to do is to just sit back and say nothing. To just smile. And sometimes the loving thing to do is to stand up and make your voice known. To say something. But at the same time, like you said, as you were speaking, I was thinking the very same thing that Gandhi did, showed us, by example, so beautifully, that it doesn't require shouting or getting upset or angry to make your voice be heard, to make your what you are saying needs to take place, to be heard, to be seen, to be known. There is a peaceful way that we can do things. Now, there are times that we do need to stand up for ourselves, in, I wouldn't say an aggressive way, but in a grabbing the attention of another in, in a way of doing that. If we've been giving our power away for so, so long, then we've drowned ourselves. And we have to, at times, stand up and pull it back, rein it back in, and make ourselves known. But those situations are rare occurrences. But for the most part, we can make ourselves known. And we can stand up for ourselves in a peaceful way. And when we see someone else doing wrong, we can help them correct themselves and their behaviors in a peaceful way. It doesn't require lashing out at someone or calling someone an idiot or saying that they're screwing everything up or whatever you want to or whatever the situation might be. We can lovingly help them to see and actually by doing it in a loving way, we are exemplifying the way that it should be done the change that needs to take place within them and within all everybody because this is a universal shift that needs to take place where we start loving and embracing one another and helping one another to be their highest self in every moment. Because as I was mentioning earlier, to live a life full of meaning in every moment and never to have a dull moment where you say, this is just something I got to do, I don't want to do it, but it's just a part of life and it's just what you got to do. You see, whenever that's happening, we are disconnecting ourselves from life because every moment is just as special as any other moment 
unless we declare for ourselves that there is a more special moment than another. But when we make that declaration for ourselves, all we have done is declare for ourselves that this moment isn't as special or that this moment is more special. And therefore, we make it personally for ourselves a high or a low. We, we get much joy or much agony out of the situation that we've chosen for ourselves that is special or not. And we don't have to divide up and divvy up life in this way and make things sometimes be very boring and something we wish we weren't doing and then loving and embracing the thing that we are doing at times. We can recognize that each moment is just as special as any other moment. And until we start embracing all of life in every moment, we're not going to find that connection. We're not going to find that peace. And we're not going to find that joy in the moment that we find ourselves in, in any given moment. So it is a letting go of what you were saying, a letting go of our assumptions, a letting go of our opinions and our judgments. And instead of saying to ourselves that we already know what we already know, opening ourselves up to be curious, to possibly seeing things in a different way. So maybe you're doing homework for school. Maybe you're doing paperwork for work. And it's just very tedious and just agonizing and mind-numbing, if you will. And you're sitting there saying, I can't get through this. This is so um, not me or whatever. We can sit back and relax and make that connection within and then see the joy in it, see the fun in it, the fun of accomplishing something, the joy of completing a task that needs to be done, whatever we might connect with. We can actually turn every situation that we might be declaring to be unpleasant into a very pleasant, not only a pleasant, but an enjoyable one, one that we actually want to do, not have to out of some necessity that we've declared for ourselves, but rather something that we want to accomplish, enjoy accomplishing, and then take the steps forward to accomplish. And this is the shift that we can make in every moment, but it is a shift that we must make inside of ourselves first, and then we will experience and see the shift within us and all around us in each moment. And that is where we need to keep our attention, our focus, and our desire. And in making that choice, in making that shift, we find our lives opening up in new ways. And then we find things being more enjoyable at all times. But that's because we've made that connection within where joy comes from. Joy does not come to you in life. Joy is found within you in life as you allow yourself to find, recognize, and connect with the joy in each and every moment. Yes, yes. It kind of boils down to, my friend, a question of what serves you and what doesn't. And we engage in so much conduct that instinctively our soul is nudging us to recognize does not serve us. Our body cellularly is telling us the emotions of this behavior do not serve us. And yet we plow forward thinking that the only solution is to move forward righteously and that when we come out on the other side, we are going to feel this intense, beautiful, all-encompassing light of victory. That somehow we're going to step out of this morass of assumptions and poor word choices and, and righteousness, which many times doesn't serve us. Just doesn't serve us at all. And I I really can give you a common sense happened example of that. There's a person that I work with, and she fills the room. And she fills the room with an energy that lots of people report as negative. And at times... I have found myself caught up 
and the dynamic of trying to just change that by being right. Surely if I could show that I was right on something, then the, the energy would shift and, and we'd be able to, be, to talk. And she would, you know, and, and I'm not even going into the dynamics of her behavior because even as I talk about it, talking about her, I know for me, does not serve me. In fact, I don't even, I, I don't. So this last week, I get a picture of something involving this woman that does not, the behavior itself that she is engaged in doesn't reflect her highest self. In fact, it doesn't reflect the image she wants people to have of her at all. And it's sent to me by someone who is so trammeled by this person's, you know, interpretation of events that it's like, now, look at this. And because of my choice not to engage in any of that anymore, I, I was kind of caught in the middle and I recognized that that picture does not serve my friend. And as much as I, I care for her, I, I can no longer get caught up in dialogues about how this other person is, is just stealing the air right out of the room, in our opinions, because it doesn't serve me. Every fiber of my body tells me it doesn't serve me. And I wanted to embrace my friend when I get the email, the little picture, and say, you know, is this really serving you? We've got to figure out a path that's going to serve you. Because... This other stuff isn't changing. This person isn't immutable in our life right now. Hello? Um, hello? Hello? Are you there? Hello? Hello? Brian, are you there? Hello? Hi, Brian. Hello? Hello? Can you not hear me, Brian? I hear you. Hello? Okay. Good. Uh, hopefully our re- listeners can. Let me check the chat room to be sure people can hear. If I'm not, okay, good, good. So there are immutables in our life, and they're there for a reason. We invited them in so that we could remember who we are and we could recognize ourselves. And when we get ourselves caught up in human drama, we need to remember that if we're driving down the road and we see a stop sign ahead of us, that as much as we don't want to stop because we have to be somewhere right now, we can't make that stop sign disappear or move. And there are people in our lives who are in positions of power at times over us that we cannot make them disappear or move. They are there. And then you become caught up, and this is a real-life example of does my conduct in relationship to that person serve me. And if you have said all you have to say, and there is nothing new to say, then have you not reached that place that Brian described a few moments ago of not talking, of not engaging in this anymore? of just allowing that person to be, and in response, just being your highest self and doing your highest deeds and doing your job well. So that this thorn in your side at work becomes a reminder to focus on your work and to let that person be. And when you stop engaging with someone who wants to engage you in negative interaction, then you'll know peace. You really will know peace. 
and it's it's I feel bad that I could not I was there was nothing I could do about the picture and I feel I let my friend down because she hasn't come to a place of just being able to let it go just let it go because that person is immutable right now the same as the tree that's outside my window I may think it needs to be trimmed and have all sorts of stuff and think it, think it, think it, think it to make it more beautiful. Because that's usually what's happening is you're having a conflict of wills. And yeah, perhaps mine is the higher will. doesn't matter. It's a conflict of will. It's creating tension. And your body is telling you, you don't need it. You don't want it. And yet so many times we persevere through the pain that our body is giving us, through the dis- disease, dis-ease within our body, to come out on the other side, and even if we come out on the other side, even if, let's say, this person were fired, we still would come out on the other side without being the master of the emotions. We're going to come out feeling the same way and there'll be another person at another time until you come to recognize cellularly what your body is communicating to you and say, what lesson is there in this for me right now? Every moment is just as it should be. Neil Donald Walsh gave us a lot of important uh, little reminders or mantras. And one that I really like a lot is... There is no right or wrong. There is only what serves you and what does not. Choose what serves you, my friends. What serves you. And it does not serve you to have your heart feeling chaos, to have at the pit of your of your um, throat, at the top of your chest, in the clavicle zone, whoever out there has that feeling of trapped, like there's words they need to say, perhaps... You should rethink the words, my friend. Just rethink them and ask you, what has your persistence in this event gotten you? Has it gotten you peace? Do you have power to change someone else? Is it laden with assumptions about what you think that person is thinking? And is it driving you to be someone you don't want to be? Someone less than you know you are? If those things are true, then is it really serving you to persist with this battle? Or should you let it go and choose peace? Let that person work out whatever energy they need to work out so that they come to, as many in the program call it, their bottom. But don't be part of the exhaust energy that's left behind, exhausted, depleted, and having missed the beauty of the moments while you're forced to interact and engage with that person. Be your highest self, and you'll be proud that you were of yourself. And you won't be caught up in the games of assumptions. So there is no right or wrong, only what serves you. And remember that God is giving you a message. I pulled like five Neil Donald Walsh cards that were so alive with Brian's words. And the next one is, God truly wants what you truly want, nothing different and nothing less. And I would suggest in workplace drama, it is not that you want that person fired. It is that you want to have peace in which to do your job. So start, when you're opening your mind up, when you're starting your day, invite God in to your peace of the workplace. And don't let, don't let it go. Don't let the peace go. Keep it. Because... As Neil Donald Walsh said, God told us your happy destiny is unavoidable. Don't carry all of this negative emotion in your heart. Someone out there has a lot of tension under their right breast. 
in the core of their being. Let it go. Know you are enough and God loves you enough to make that promise. Your happy destiny is unavoidable. And that you do not have to get to the place where you are happy by going through chaos. You can learn to find a place of peace in the midst of all of the chaos, just as Mahatma Gandhi did. Brian, I'm going to hand over to you again for a comment. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Once again, wonderful, wonderful points. And what really struck me, something you said long, long ago, was the fact that when we come to a stop sign, we don't have to try to be beyond that stop sign or wish that that stop sign was not there. We can accept the stop sign. We, ex- we can accept the moments that we're in. And, and that's something that might seem like, oh, no big deal. It's just a stop sign. It's just one moment. But yet, that moment is just as important as any other moment that we're trying to get beyond, that we're trying to get through, that we're trying to get past, that we're trying to wish wasn't there. For instance, when you were speaking about people in our lives that might just rub us the wrong way and push our nerves, that person there isn't, isn't to get away from that person. That person is there so we can learn to treat that person with just as much love as someone that we enjoy being around because we're all connected and everyone is just as equal as anyone else. Yes. And so whether that person wears that particular face or they wear a different face in a different scenario. It's the way we feel around that person, the way we are responding to that person, the way we are treating that person that really, really matters. And as we recognize, hey, I can say I got, I got, especially in the car, I've got things that i got to learn to not try to get from point A to point B as fast as possible just to get to point A to point B as fast as possible, but rather just sit back and relax and enjoy where you're at. Not trying to get anywhere in particular. Even today, when I picked it, when I was ready to call into the show, I, I misplaced my phone for a minute, and there was five minutes before the show, but yet I allowed myself to feel some sort of, uh-oh, I better find my phone right now or I'm going to be late. And I, regardless of the fact that I had so much time to find my phone, I was allowing myself to feel a little bit of anxiety coming up. And I recognized it and just told myself, no, that's not serving me. That's not going to make me find the phone any faster. In fact, there are times we've all experienced when you're trying to make something happen, chances are you're actually making it worse on yourself because you're trying so hard, you're fumbling over yourself, and you're making mistakes left and right. And it's the mistakes that keep us, that hold us back. If you do everything with precision, with uh, um, being effective in every step of the way, then you're going to... You're going to cover so much more ground in such a less amount of time. And so it is all the fumbling around and worrying about maybe maybe we did stumble. But the fact that we worry about the stumble or feel guilty for making the mistake, that we're tripping ourselves up even more. It's learning to let the, situ- let the thing go, recognizing that this is not serving me and saying I will not give it any more power by giving it any more of my attention. I move beyond it now. I set myself free from it. That is so important. I set myself free from it. Because nobody is holding you in guilt. Nobody is holding you in fear or worry. You are doing yourself, you are doing this to yourself. And these things are outside of you. What that means is they are not the truth of who you really are. You are a divine being. You are not a, a being that is meant to experience fear, worry, doubt, grief, guilt, or any of those experiences. Those are self-imposed prisons that we attach ourselves to. And when we release ourselves from them, we find ourselves at peace away from them. So we don't fight against them. We don't say, I've got to handle this. I've got to make this thing go away. The way you make it go away is to let it go, to stop holding on to it. Stop chaining yourself to it and carrying it around like a ball and chain that's weighing you down, that is uncomfortable, and that is undesirable. As you learn to let it go, it simply falls away because you're no longer holding on to it. 
And that's something that we can recognize in every moment. And the more we are connecting with peace within ourselves, the more we recognize when we are outside of peace, when we have let go of our peace, or we have attached ourselves to something else that makes us feel something other than peace. And then when we recognize that and let that go, then we find ourselves experiencing the peace in that moment. And that is a conscious choice that we are making. It's not something that is going to be unconscious because unconsciousness is a space of uncomfortableness because whenever you are unconscious, you are doing something that is not, of, that is not natural to you because your nature is to be conscious. You are consciousness itself. So whenever you are unconscious in any moment, you will experience uh, a level of discomfort, a level of disconnection, a level of darkness. And the moment you bring consciousness back into it, whatever it might be, whatever it might be, simply recognizing that you're trying to get to the place as soon as possible or finish this, this work as soon as possible, be anywhere but where you're at. And you recognize that. And you simply let it go and say, I am perfect right where I am at right here and now. And everything around me is perfect right where I am right here and now. And there's nowhere that I need to be, nowhere that I need to get to. Because right here is just as much life as anywhere else. And as we start making that declaration and start recognizing that in every moment, then we find ourselves simply being at peace, which is where we desire to be in every moment. And that is a conscious choice that we make. And when we make it, we find it. And when we're not making it, we don't find it. The choice is as simple as that. And so the question becomes, when do we choose? When do we choose for peace? By letting go of fear. When do we choose for peace? By letting go of guilt. When do we choose for peace? By letting go of everything that weighs us down, that weighs heavy on our hearts, and recognize that we no longer need to hold on to it, that we can set ourselves free and experience the peace in this moment now. Yes, yes, yes. Neil Donald Walsh tells us to bless every person and condition and give thanks because it's through those things that we've brought into our life that we learn to remember who we are. And Brian, um, I will like you for you to lead us in a meditation. We are a little bit shorter on time than normal today, but we almost always are. <laughs> Sometimes I think we should make the show longer. Uh, so we're gonna, I'm going to put on, um, let me see here, piece of music. Let's try uh, Solar Wind Dancing Nebula. When that one goes off, Brian, we will have one minute left. So uh, we have 17 minutes now. Um, Once again, bless every person and condition and give thanks. And thank you very much, Brian. It is my pleasure, Mara, and thank you very much for being here with me. And listeners, thank you for being here with us. We do all of this together. Not one of us is greater than another. We all have the same potential within us. And the only question becomes, when are we going to open ourselves up to our greatest potential and experience the unique qualities that we bring to this world that we can only find by going within and setting them free? We all have a gift to share with the world. But if we do not choose to share that gift, the gift will go unshared. No one can share the gift that you have to share with the world. No one can tell you what your gift is. All that anyone can do is to help you to find your gift for yourself. Like in The Matrix, when Morpheus is leading Neo to the Oracle, He says to him, I can only show you the door. You must choose to walk through it. We can talk until we're blue in the face. And you can read as many books as you'd like. 
but nothing is going to happen until you choose to make the connection once again with inside yourself. That is where change happens. That is where meaningful experiences unfold. That is where the power of your very being is recognized, joined with, and released out into the world. And in choosing to do that, you will express yourself in a way that you know to be who you really are. And that expression will be meaningful to life, to your life, and to everyone's life. People will begin to notice something about you that they can't put their finger on, but yet at the same time, they feel deeply. There have been people like this who have touched your life, and you can do the same in other people's lives. But to do this, you must choose consciously to make that connection, to let go of everything that holds you back, to go within and find yourself as you truly are once again. This choice is yours to make in each and every moment. And the only question becomes, when do you choose for it? And to find this space, as I have said, you must let go of everything that holds you back from it. And the main thing, the central thing that keeps you away from the space within you are your thoughts. Your thoughts right now are immersed within the past and the future. And the past and the future, by thinking of them, can hardly serve you. But your feelings within this moment now, in this instant, do serve you well. For your feelings in each moment are attempting to bring to your attention to bring to your awareness if this thing that you are experiencing is serving you or not. If the way you are behaving, the words you are saying, the attitudes you are displaying, are they serving you? And when you bring yourself into the moment, when you recognize how you are feeling in this moment and any moment, you now bring the light of awareness into the picture, into the equation. And whenever you bring light into the equation, you've empowered yourself to recognize the situation for what it is. To recognize if the situation serves you or not. And in having this recognition, you can now consciously choose to let it go if it does not serve you, or to fully embrace it if it does. To release yourself into it, to fully immerse yourself within it, and make that connection once again. That, those are the only two choices in every moment. And one choice will bring you peace, joy, and happiness. Another choice will keep you in conflict and fear, will keep you angry and upset, will keep you feeling guilty and shameful, but you no longer have to connect with these things. They are not natural to you. They are not natural to you. And you can know this by the feel. They do not feel good, and your being is one of feeling good in every moment, because you are a part of the divine perfection of life, of the universe, of God. 
and being part of perfection. Anytime you are experiencing imperfection, lack or limitation, you experience discomfort, uneasiness, and a level of upsetness. But these are things that you have chosen for yourself. Being perfect, when you choose to experience imperfection, you choose it perfectly until you choose it no longer. Which means you are either choosing for the light perfectly or you are choosing for the darkness perfectly. These two choices cannot be made at the same time. And in each moment, you have the opportunity to choose one or the other. The choice is always yours. The choice is always yours. When you are choosing for the peace, when you are choosing for the truth, and when you are choosing for the perfection of your very being, you feel deep within you the beauty and the harmony, the reality of that space. And whenever you are choosing for the opposite, you feel that too. The only question becomes, are you recognizing that it is your choice? that nothing and no one is doing it to you. And no matter what your choice has been, no matter what your choice is in this moment, you are not doomed to that choice. In every moment, you have the opportunity to choose again. So join me now in choosing for that space of peace and harmony of beauty and serenity, which is the core of who you really are. Choose for this space by letting go of everything else. Since it is the core of your being, peace, harmony, love, and beauty, you cannot miss it. You cannot be without it. Which means if you let go of everything, and you hold on to nothing, you will fall naturally into the arms of love. This is how you come back to yourself. You allow yourself to fully relax, to fully let go, and to be at peace and harmony in this moment. So join me in peace and harmony by closing your eyes and allowing yourself to breathe slowly and deeply. Let yourself go. Relax into the energy. As you breathe in, feel yourself being filled with an energy of love. See within your mind's eye a light infilling you raising your energy up and feeling a sense of peace and harmony within you. And as you breathe out, let go of any tension, stress, worry, or anxiety. Set yourself free into the space of peace. Make room for it by letting go of that which blocks it from being your experience. Breathe in and let the peace engulf you. Let the peace enter in and become one with you. And as you breathe out, let go of the fear, worry, and doubt. Let go of the thoughts of the past and the future, and bring your attention into the feeling of this space, right here and right now. No one can do it for you. It is up to you to choose for this experience. 
let yourself go into it and find yourself being where you truly desire to be right here in this space let go let go let go and feel the harmony feel the beauty and feel the divinity of who you really are also your choice to make. Recognize what it is you in each and every moment. And choose for yourself a new experience whenever you find yourself outside of peace. Recognize that no one has done this to you. Nothing can pull you out of your peace, but you yourself choose to join with fear, chaos, and conflict, or you yourself choose to join with the peace of your natural being. The choice is always yours, and the effects of your choice are always felt within you. Keep your attention within and how you are feeling in each and every moment to choose for peace, to choose for love, and to choose for joy once again. The power to choose is always yours. So I ask you, what do you choose? what you choose and I encourage you to be aware of what it is you are choosing what it is you are feeling and know that no matter what no matter what choice and the effects of that choice have brought into your life you are always free to start over to try again and to make a new choice. That power is always within you. And if you tell yourself that there's nothing I can do, that I made my choice long ago, and now I must suffer the consequences of my, cho of my choosing in the past, then all you have done in that moment is chosen to do nothing. You've convinced yourself that nothing can be done, and so therefore nothing will be done. But you do not have to choose for that. You can choose again. You can let yourself go into the fullness of your being and choose for the light. Choose for the love. And choose for the truth of who you really are. As you're sitting here in this meditative moment, I would ask each of you to visualize, and as we're going off the air, allow yourself to remain in this spot and ask yourself the question, what would love do now? As you're guiding your day, know what would love do now is the key and that you are invited 
to be the cause of each experience you have. I give you good wishes and send you peace and joy. Namaste. Brian. Namaste, everyone. Thank you for joining with us in this space this morning. And choose for your peace in each and every moment by letting go of fear and conflict and coming back into your natural self once again. Thank you and be at peace. Namaste. Thank you again, Brian. I'll talk to you later. Take care, Ma. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.